we want to take a quick minute up top to let you guys know we've just started a Patreon for Moms Art 2. So if you want to help and support the show, just tap on the link in the episode description or go to patreon.com slash momsart2. And once you're signed up, you'll get access to commercial-free video episodes, monthly live streams, live chats, and even the occasional peek behind the curtain. All right, on to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We are just two moms in search of inspiration while creating questionable comedy. Moms are too. (laughs) Silly. Silly. I'm Ricky Brooke. Hi, Mel. Excuse me. I'm just having my wine. I see that. That's fantastic. Um, I'm excited about this episode. I'm going to tell you why. Can I tell you why? I mean, it's a podcast. Tell me. Okay. Right. We have. I have to. Um, <laughs> because we're doing Oscar predictions. And I feel like there's you have a specific theme that's going on in your mind and your body for this year's Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. And I do, too. And it's fun to hear completely your perspective on breaking kind of these the the movies down and and the actors down and the feeling is down and all that stuff and it also gives our people the opportunity to pick what they want to see and then they can decide kind of on their own ballot what who they think is going to win so then they can join us next week on our post yes. show when we look like total losers that know nothing yeah we want you to like let us know Tell us, tell us what what you think after you listen to the episode. Hit us up on our Instagram at Moms Art Two, and tell us who you think's gonna win. Yeah, you can actually lose. drop a line too at momsart2.com. Do it on. We are checking, and we would love to hear from you. Um, but on momsart2.com, you can just kind of lay it out there. Drop us a line, um, Brooke. I have something to tell you. Oh yes, real quick. Okay, better be. Okay, look, so- I'm all like demanding tonight. Better be right. Like yeah, it is. Drinking my wine. Excuse me. Right. She's strong on wine. Um, <laughs> otherwise, she takes it, takes it up the butt. <laughs> life. She takes life up the butt. That was a quiet laugh for anyone not watching. <laughs> okay. On our mom's art to Instagram, mm. we are following. There's this these people that do a podcast called M-O-M-S and it's spo- it's like moguls something. It's actually drag queens. And I didn't realize it at the time because I was like, Mom's yeah. and then I did my research and they're fucking fantastic. They are awesome and they know what they're talking about and they're amazing and they have all these impersonators on and it's really good. Um, But I will tell you what I've realized is that I don't know how to do my makeup, right? Like everybody knows this. I don't know how to do my makeup. So I'm looking at these women and they are like perfectly done. And the way that they do their eyes and their lips and like their cheekbones and stuff. I saw pictures of the of the the queens when they didn't have their makeup on and they look totally different. Like one of the guys has really small eyes and then he gets dressed up and his eyes look huge. And beautiful. Yeah. I mean, his small eyes are beautiful too, but but I was like, I need to learn. So here's what I'm doing. I'm watching um drag tutorials on makeup. 
Yes. As many. Because you watch the lady tutorials on makeup on wherever, right? On Pinterest or whatever. And they're all the same. Like, do this. And if you have, you know, hooded eyes or if you have or this or this or this. That's me. I have hooded eyes. But then I try what they do and I'm like, that doesn't look the same. And these ladies on in drag are like fucking magic. Like but they, isn't that the whole the whole idea of Pinterest? What? Is that every art project on there is just not 100% attainable. Like anything you cook, it's never looks the same as like uh, whenever you make a craft or a pastry or cake, it never turns out. It's like maybe that's the point is maybe actually find the things that are actually going to help you. Right. If it's on Pinterest and it isn't going to look the same or whatever, find the drag queen that does it better and properly and more beautifully. And that is probably the case in a lot of things. Yeah. Drag queens are just going to do it better. They are. So they really I'm, are. I'm now following a bunch of drag queens because I feel like I'm learning way. Look at how it's like you can't really see them, but they look way better today. I mean, you can't really see. Them. Um, yeah. But they have I like actually did my makeup following like just not even they didn't even do a t- tutorial. I just looked and they they had I saw where their makeup was and all this stuff. And I saw where they put the line to make them look not hooded and where they put their eyeliner so that is my jam now is I'm only following drag queens so that I know how to make look pretty. Well, I think we need to have dry some more drag queens on and, and we'd be supporting anyway, because of all of what's going on in the world right now where people have lost their damn minds. I'm into that. I feel like, um, because so we- let's just support the LGBTQ community. Did I even say that right? LGBTQ community. I've had a lot of wine. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, support your drag community. No, support it. Well, you know, Cameron has had some fun in drag and Uncle Cam. And in fact, his IG at Karen from accounting is his drag name. <laughs> oh, that's good. And next to the stage, Karen from accounting. That's really funny, bro. Isn't that the best? So funny. Oh, my God. All right. Are you ready for the show? And then you can see my beautiful makeup. Here, I'll sit up and not be so frumpy. I mean, (laughs) I'm like this. Oh, I know. Listen, let's do this podcast with my horrible mic, headphone mic. And yeah, if you listen and you're like, what's happening? I know. What's happening with her audio? It's because all of my equipment's at Melanie's. Because we had things planned. We have a lot of things planned. Look, Look, listen. We had things planned. You can move it away from your mouth a little bit because you're like eating it. It's a little hot. Um, But we had things planned. And so we had the setups because we're changing our set, right? And we're putting together a big, huge thing. And we have a lot of changes that are going on. We're just changing everything. So we do have a lot going on. And we're going to get to all that stuff in the coming episodes. And things are changing, but evolving like if anybody here is even listening to the first few episodes of our podcast, we're not the same, which yeah. I think we need to ask somebody if we need to take those down because if people start from the beginning. No. I don't know. Just, no, this is no a- people know. Actually, I do that a lot. A lot of times when I listen to a new podcast, I'll start one of the first ones and yeah. then I'll go to the middle and then I go to like newer ones. Okay. Because I do. I like to know. I like to see. 
And I get it. I think, I guess, because I'm doing a podcast. So I get it. I'm like, oh. Yeah, but what about like Joe Schmo, who's like, I like things that are perfect. Well, then they're not our people. <laughs> that is a very good point. They're not <laughs> Brooklyn. I'm going to take my little pad off. You get into it while I rearrange my little pod. The Oscars, as everyone I'm sure has heard, is coming up March 12th, which is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And, you know, Melanie and I are checking it out. We're seeing what's going on. We're watching them and we're going to have a Oscar episode. Oh, yeah. Next week will be an Oscar episode. This is the pre-Oscar episode so that we can talk to you guys about what you need to watch in the next five days. Yes. And also like what we still need to watch. Yeah, that's true. In the next five days. I have so many notes. Are you excited? I am. Do you want to start with best picture? Do you want to just get to it? Or do you want to do like how they start with supporting actress first? Well, no, look, I I was even thinking, what are just your, what? so what have you seen? Okay. Okay. Um, I've seen a few things. I've seen quite a bit of the documentaries, although two are missing because they're, they're actually not out. Um, you can't get them even in theaters or whatever, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah. Uh, I've seen most of the uh, best uh, films, which then included best leading actor, best. So I've seen a lot of them. Um, The one I have not seen, which I know I'm going to watch this week and I know, but I kind of didn't watch it because I felt like it's probably amazing and I'll just watch it because I know what's going to happen is the whale. That's funny. Did you watch that one? No, I just, I have no idea what that's going to be about. I had the Fablemans. I'm like, I mean, know what it's about yeah did you watch that one no that's one i haven't watched because i'm like i feel like that's what charlie said too i kind of get i'm sure it's going to be beautiful and wonderful and steven spielberg one but i know that it's i know what that's going to feel like that's you know what i mean doesn't this feel self-indulgent like there's so many other people in the world that deserve a movie about them and steven spielberg probably doesn't necessarily deserve a movie about him and i was thinking yeah but it might also really inspire young filmmakers to see his story. I don't know if it's Oscar worthy. That might be something we talk about on Sunday after yeah. Oscars because it might be a disappointment or we might, you know, that that would actually be a good reason to listen next week because once, mm-hmm. you know, we do watch it, we'll have an opinion about it, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, you tell me what you saw because I can't work my pad right now. Um. Well, I saw, I've seen quite a bit as well because I've seen most of the uh, best picture. Yeah. Which they're in turn mean. So we've seen, you know, because they've like multiple yeah. nominations within them. Um, but right. yeah, so I've seen, I've seen all of, I mean, I, I've seen some. Oh, well, I haven't seen uh, Avatar. Oh, Avatar. We saw it in 3D, IMAX 3D. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm a huge fan. And yeah. it's just such beautiful storytelling all the way around, like on so many layers. Really? So good like a sequel it doesn't feel like a like i mean and obviously it couldn't be just like a let's throw this together kind of thing but um well the the difference is is that we all i mean avatar when it came out was groundbreaking something we'd never experienced before in our lives so you missed that excitement that same excitement it doesn't matter the story is really beautiful yes and obviously the world building for me yeah um, I also am really into sci-fi and fantasy. And so uh, I love that shit. I love hearing what and, and seeing what people create. Okay. Right? And I, so I know that it's up also for, I think, best art design or. Yeah. 
Uh, let's go through best picture. let's go through the best picture the ones that we've seen and yeah. the ones we haven't so avatar you saw and you loved it and then by the end of ours going through best picture we'll decide who we think should win oh man but i gotta see the rest but i guess off of the ones we've seen yeah okay uh which is how we do things like half ass <laughs> uneducated it's true. look we didn't say believe us or trust us yeah no we're not getting paid as no. reviewers no, we're just our we're getting paid. God-given opinion. That's right. Um, okay. So Avatar, I have not seen, but I trust you and I do like the idea. As long as the story was good, I feel like it uh I was worried that it would kind of be like they handed it off to a, a writer for like 50 grand and they were like, write us a script like they used to do for like John Claude Van Damme or whatever, right? Um you <laughs> you enjoyed you enjoyed the the storytelling. I enjoyed the story in the world. So yeah, I thought they did a good job considering. Okay. Uh, Banshees of Inishirin. Uh Love it. I mean. I loved it. I love Martin McDonough. I mean, he's. Yeah, it was. Do really, no wrong in my book. I had a little trouble at the end. I won't say. Oh, when, well, uh, yeah, it's 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 like a it, it doesn't there is no ending. It's it's an incomplete ending. And uh, it's so funny because from what I understand from his plays and I kind of looked up because I, you know, I wanted to see like, did he bring any elements from his playwriting? Do you know that he's dating uh, Phoebe Waller bridge, right? Like that's his girl. Oh, dating or whatever, but they've been, they're having together for a long time. Yeah. They're, they're definitely doing that. That's Spanish. Uh Go ahead. It is sexo. Um, where's the accent? Oh, is it over the E or the O? So, well, when I was yelled at it from outside of a cab while I was eight months pregnant holding uh, groceries right. and no cab would pick me up, it was uh, sexo, sexo. So I'm assuming the E. Okay. Sexo. It For felt future heavier. reference. Yeah, it felt heavier. On I just don't want to say it right because it might mean something or, else. Sexo. I say it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you did like Banshees. You know what? It was so weird and wonderful because it br- brings in a lot of elements of his. So if you're a fan of his and his other work, um, you you'll get you get it because it's like yeah. a dark comedy. Um, but it's weird. You just such good fucking actors, man. They're just the whole thing. It's so it's so it's good. So, like it's so good. And yeah. you know, honestly, I don't know if it's because I'm in a place. And I think sometimes we have to realize this, that we're if you whatever place you're in is your interpretation of things. Right. So I needed to hear this movie. I needed to see this movie because it was the choice of. Do I feel like anybody's holding me back from my dreams before I die? Right. Yeah. And he has this friend who he's been friends with forever. And he we won't tell you the whole craziness because it's fantastic. the, the, The extremes that this that these people go to. But. The idea that he had to say, I'm just done. I'm done. I want to be a violinist. I want to write. I want to be a composer. I need to do this before I die. I want to leave something on the earth. And so he had to like clean house. Right. He had to like get rid of his Stop friend. being friends with this guy. Right. Like for no reason. For no reason. He, he was just, just said, you're dull and I don't want to waste any more of my time with you. And he goes to, like you said, to the biggest extremes. Yeah. Violent extremes. Which have consequences. But. I feel like I'm in that place, kind of. I mean, I'm not going to do what he did, right? But I hope not. I mean, we'll see. But 
I don't know how far. No, because I'm afraid it'd be me. It's not you. You're, you're never going away. You're like, no. You cut me my off. Body. No, no, no. That's never going to happen. Um, no, but other people, right? I have yeah. things going on in my life right now where I kind of need to clean house a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I it fucking resonated with me. And I was like, boy, I need to hear this right now. That's so funny. You know, that you're just allowed to be like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm done. You don't have to be. It doesn't have to be a fucking thing. Right. Um, okay, Elvis. The visual storytelling on that for me was uh, really great. I, I just really enjoyed it. Yeah, I know Cam wasn't a super fan, but again, he's coming from his own perspective of what happens to him in his life. He's watching something and can have a completely different perspective on it. Look, regardless of whether you you felt like it, it like showed Elvis at his truest or if it depicted certain things certain ways, the film was really well done from a production standpoint. Yeah. So, yeah. So for me, like I, I can see why that's up there. Yeah. I've seen that picture. guy in, in like red carpets and interviews and stuff. And he looks totally different. He looks totally right. different than Elvis. And I'm like, he is not sexy at all. He looks like a skeleton and which is lovely for <laughs> some people. That's fine. But um, he in- doesn't look like, the guy who plays like, Elvis. Oh my God. He is so. Yeah. Charlie's like, I'm not watching Elvis again because I know what it does to you. And I'm like, <laughs> like that hasn't had, like that kind of movie hasn't happened in a really long time. Um, since like Porky's probably. Just kidding. <laughs> Porky's was my coming, coming of age movie. Oh my God. You're killing you have a coming, me right now. You have a coming of age movie? Coming of age? Like. Yeah, like your first sex movie where you're like, oh, sex. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was. I think it was Porky's. Was it? I was on like Showtime. Yeah. In the evening, and I w- like just happened. It would just happen to come on after something. Was, we were all in the living room watching, and it was happened like, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Next. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. All of it. Everything. All of it. All at, all at once. It was all fa- of it. Just love it. Fabulous, and I think it's gonna win. I'm telling you right now. I think so too, personally. I just think Best it's picture. Fablemans, we did not see. Uh, I don't remember why we didn't see it. Tar, I didn't see. I couldn't I couldn't get it in time. Well, Tar, I'm going to, that's on my list this week. Okay. I haven't seen it. And um, I heard the movie is okay, but based from Anastasia, she said the movie's okay, but okay. she's amazing. Okay. Okay. Kate Blanchett is amazing. And I, she's up for best best actress. Just, I mean, she's another one. If I watched her ever do a sex scene, that would be another coming of age movie for me. Um, all right, I'm gonna go down to the bot. Women talking. I'm gonna come back up, but women talking. I haven't seen it. Um, it's in theaters. I think is the only way you can go see it. So it's just been harder for me to get there. I did see. It. You did. I did. It's very good. I think that way. It's a. It's based off of a play. It it's like more, more like a play than a yeah. screenplay. Yeah. Very, very much. Um, They did a beautiful job with it. It really is a beautiful movie. But even like the title, I was kind of like, that's going to put so many people off. Like, she was like, I don't want to watch that. Of course. <laughs> I know. But it's not just about women talking. It's 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 the. Well, what's surprising It's about these women. I think they might be Mennonite or Amish, I think. And they are going through this struggle because men are coming into their bedrooms at night and raping them. And then they're blaming the men of the village of their people and they're raping them and assaulting them and then telling them in the morning that it was either ghosts or the devil. 
And so they're not taking accountability because the women have been drugged earlier and then they fall asleep and then they're assaulted. And But these two girls catch two of the guys and then they make a big stink about it. And the, the boy, the men are sent off to uh, have a trial or be in jail or whatever. And then they go bail them out. And then the women have to decide whether they're going to leave the colony, fight or just stay. So they're going to leave the colony, just disappear, or they're going to stay and fight, or they're just going to stay and just keep dealing with it. So the women talking is the women upstairs in this barn talking through all of this stuff. So it's beautiful because it's it's totally raw and it's also totally um, naive, not naive, but like uh, uh, genuine fresh perspectives of women talking about this openly for the first time. Mm -hmm. So it is completely brand new to them having a voice, even in a room with each other. So you're hearing they're coming from, I don't know what the word is, but like brand newness of having a voice just in this room and the discovery of their own voice and it shifts. And so it's really cool. And it would be a really, really cool play. I don't know if you should call it women talking because I feel like it's going to put off a bunch of people but and I don't know if it is necessarily for men. There were a lot of things this this year that I noticed were were very um, touching on those subjects of women being fucking done. It was which I'm fine with, but we know where the pendulum is, right? It's really heavy yeah. going way right now, which is fine because we fucking deserve it. But it felt really heavy going in one direction. And I was a little bit like. All right, I can see where we are as a society. Um, Triangle of Sadness? No idea. Gotta see it. It's on my list. I have to see it. Charlie said he didn't want to see it because he thinks people throw up in it. He doesn't want to watch people throw up. Well, isn't that like a triangle of throwing up? You know how a member in, uh, what was that, Goonies, where he they throw up and then they're in the theater and then they smell it, so they throw up. and oh, Stand by me. Stand by me. Sympathetic puking. Yeah, that's the triangle of sadness. Is that what it's actually? Is that why it's called that? No idea. Oh well, it doesn't. Matter. It is now. I have no idea what the movie's even about. So next time, it's so good that we're doing a pre-Oscar episode. I know. <laughs> we'll have time to. Okay, we have two more that I do definitely want to talk about. One is mm-hmm. Top Gun. Yeah, I I am I have to watch it again because I was in and out watching it. Yeah. Um. Again, I just felt like I knew what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but it, from what I watched, it was great. It's great. And and here's the thing. I was watching it and I felt like a fucking testosterone, right? And at first I was like, excuse me. And all the music starts and I'm like, ah, fucking dicks everywhere and like masculinity <laughs> and ah, I fucking hate it. Swing it. did I like <laughs> That's what dicks look like when they swing around. And let me tell you something. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm really at a point where I'm like, I fucking hate guys. Right. Yeah. I really, really love Charlie, obviously. And he is not like Charlie is so incredibly sensitive and lovely. And like he just talks to people kindly and he puts people on a pedestal and he just isn't. I mean, he cooks for me every day. Right. Like he he won't pick up the poop, but he cooks and cleans every single day. You know what I mean? He's just so lovely. And so when I roll my eyes at the testosterone, um, but I was rolling my eyes when the movie first started because I was like, ah, fucking mad testosterone. Yeah, it's so annoying. And then the music came on and I got the chills and like I wanted to cry. Yeah. Because it was so like sentimental, like and nostalgic. Like, yes. 
the fact that that's Goose's kid and oh my god, yeah. it just hits you in the it hits you in the heart and 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 you I, believe it, you believe him. Yeah, the writing is bad though. I will tell you what because the writing here's one of the lines that I thought okay, I mean we're watching this for nostalgia and because it's dicks, right? Um, he says the guy says to Maverick, you know what happens if you do this, and Maverick says, yeah, but I know what happens if I don't. And then the music starts and everybody's cheering. And I was like emotional about it. And I was like, that's the real shit. That's the shit. It was shitty. All right. All quiet on the front. Love it. Absolutely. From a visual storytelling standpoint. Why? Why did you love it? Are you kidding me? I fucking hated it, Brooke. What? I did. I did. I don't know if this is going to break our friendship. No, it won't because I can see, but I watched, I, I look, I watched the first 20 minutes yeah, and I, I wasn't able to continue watching it. So when I, and, but I was so riveted by yeah. the opening, I how can, they I, visually yeah. Yeah. went through the telling us about the death, like just yeah. visually showing us how many people died during that, like how many they went through with just in that one area, yeah. that one front, the Western front. Yeah. But uh, I, I just thought it was beautiful. Now, did it get a little monotonous through certain points? Like, yeah, but I, th- I think that was that was the idea, though. Well, and they also and- didn't go anywhere. They never even they, they move like 100 meters like they were fighting over this land and they never moved more than 100 meters in how long with all of these people dying. So it didn't, they, they literally didn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and, many- and so they were like down moments where you could see them almost just like coping with the situation. And then I, I look at it thinking of it from how they shot that just the desperation and all of the, the death. I mean, it was just hit, 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 hit. And then it would be peace and quiet. Yeah. And it was hit, hit, hit. So there was, um, I don't know, you know me, I like uh, flows and yeah. how it, it, the energy of this, the piece makes me feel like a melody kind of. And I don't know. I, yeah, it was, it's music. And I, I, I just visually, I thought it was stunning. I also think it's a story that we should never forget any kind of war like that because we get to, celebrate our war heroes we get to see it on the news but these people are like that was traumatic yeah for so many families and so many people well, and, and that's it, how that's we how did it again we just did it again and then we did it again and then we did it again yeah like <laughs> yeah they that's how world war ii started was because people came back from that yeah. and they told them that they won they told the soldiers that they won yeah. and then the german people were like fuck you. We didn't, you know, and so they were, they, they felt like losers and they got all pissed and they got started blaming people in that war for why they lost because of whatever reasons, obviously. Um, I did not like it because I am a, I am a sucker for war movies. I am a sucker. I grew up on them. My dad is, was a freak about them. He loved them. We watched them even at a very, very young age, age probably in a no business. <laughs> I mean, I grew up watching mash. Like yeah. I remember being very young. Watching mash, mm-hmm. And I, 
just thought, A, it felt gratuitous. It felt, yeah. it wasn't teaching me anything. It was just, it. The, and, and I told Charlie this, I was like, there's two ways someone can watch this. One is you watch the destruction and what happened afterwards and you watch what people have to go through and how horrible this is and why do we do this? And then afterwards, the opinions and the propaganda and how things change and all these things and how other things rolled, you know, from the propaganda that was going on during this war and how these people were being lied to and all this stuff. Or you watch it and you're like, fuck yeah. And I don't want that to be a fucking option. I don't want it to be an option that people are like, yeah, war's fucking hard. And yeah, like, I just, I don't want, there's no, like Saving Private Ryan is not like that. Saving Private Ryan, you get very attached to these people. And Platoon, no one when you watch Platoon is like, fuck yeah, kill the fucking man. No one. Because you're seeing the demise of these human beings and it's humanized. And this was humanized, but it just was like another fucking war movie that didn't tell me enough about what I needed to learn from it. It just showed me what it was like. Well, I think there's a pattern here with these films and also what is now kind of being uh, tagged as Mm -hmm. best pictures, right? And even when you're talking to, or, you know, I listen to a lot of writing podcasts and whatever. Yeah. Focus is on feeling. Like, I feel like that a lot, all these movies made me feel deeply, right? Instead of it being here more so, I felt like it, it did, it was so layered that it hit me here on all of them. Like I got what each one was trying to make me feel. Not necessarily teach you. Right. Or just tell a story. It was like. But even to the sun made you feel in your guts nostalgic. Even though you're saying the script is stupid. Like the writing was very. It made us feel. Basic. Yeah. Like children. So I I get a lot of that from these picks and just kind of what, you know, I've been hearing about what writers are really focusing on what they want it's about not that it hasn't been that yeah I just feel like these ones are just really that's like everything everywhere all at once it's about family coming back together but they're going through different dimensions and times but it's all about them and I bawled at the end yeah and it made you like oh and not to mention it was just brilliant have an unusual name? Do people always misspell it? Well, at Starbucks, it's your chance to be whoever you want to be. Don't give us your real name when you order that triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk extra hot light foam. Today, be John or Pam. Feel who that person might be when you hear that name called out. Maybe Pam has a limp. What if John is meeting his mistress? So next time you come in, Remember, we will misspell your name and pronounce it wrong so you stand waiting for your drink because you don't think it's ready. Please, make it easy on us because we have enough to remember with your triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk extra hot light foam. Starbucks, be somebody else today.
you know, even blonde. So if we, we did we go through all the best pictures? Yeah, we're done. We're done with that. Well, blonde isn't up for best picture, but it is up for best actress with Anna de Arm de Arma. De Arma. De Arma. De Arma. Anna de Armas. I'm gonna yeah, say she's Cuban, Canada. right? Kind of, no, is I don't know. Cuban? I think she's well, Cuban. Go ahead. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me what you think. Anyway, the, the blonde. The the film was weird and like trying to figure out their message and yeah, but. And it was a lot of like trauma porn and yeah, just there was a lot of that. But I do not watch it if you have trauma with this. I mean, it was hard. Yeah, they show them going into her vagina like a the speculum. The camera is already in her vagina, and this the and it opens it, and you see the doctor on the other end with the. Yeah. I hope she got like more money for that. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> But I got it right. Like I understood the reason that they were telling it the way they were telling it. But she just you know what I mean. Damaged. Yes, I do. But she just felt damaged the entire time. I, but I think that's the point. So do you feel like she didn't have any strength in her? This woman in real life. I know there's a lot of things in the movie that aren't necessarily true, right? I did a lot of research. After right. Yeah. No, because it's based on- off of a biopic that right. book that isn't even a real. Right. It's not a. Yeah. Um, but she did a great job. You hear her accent. You do. But I don't care for some reason because she's it's seeping it's out of her. Yeah. Like she can't the whole time. It's almost like she could explode with yeah. emotion. Yeah. She does a, a really great job, I think, transforming herself because I've seen her in other movies. She's always in like action films or she's like the wife of the or she's. And she was very, very good in it. But yes, having her her accent seep out was a little bit would pull me out periodically, but only because I would think, why didn't they just get somebody who. But it's fine. It wasn't a name who could play this woman who mm-hmm. she was on. Like you said, she's on the edge. She's a woman on the verge the entire time. And I hate to think of Marilyn Monroe that way thinking that she has zero control even over her own. But and and the only other thing I will say about this movie is that I, I did like it. I finished it. But I felt like they couldn't decide what kind of movie they were. It felt like they took all of every single shot they took and everything experimental that they tried in those moments and they just put it in there whether it worked or not. Like there's a moment where the guys where Joe DiMaggio is running up the stairs and he has a single cam on him. And I'm like, why? Like, that doesn't happen anywhere else in the movie. It did make me feel his yeah. and stuff like that. But they took so many different types of camera use and camera work and they threw it in there. On Fridays, my mom used to make this dish called garbage. And it was all of the leftovers from the entire week that she put in a crock pot, whether they matched or not. And it was Friday's garbage. And that's what this film felt like. Some people think garbage is delicious on Fridays. That's fine. But it also depends on what you had. If you had lasagna and then you had, you know, pineapple and then you had spinach, Catalini, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it felt like there was too many things in there that didn't necessarily like they they couldn't make up their mind. I always think, though, how I feel afterwards, like the movie's over. How do how do I feel? Like, what is Mm -hmm. and I felt because I felt that way. Um, as well, like jumbled and I felt like it was 
all over the place kind of, but I think because they were trying to encompass her entire uh, life and all of how it went down and, and And maybe how she read it through her life. It was completely different film. I think that it's, they want you to walk away feeling a type way, like much like with everything, everywhere, all at once. It was so overwhelming sometimes in where it was going and like, moving and it was so complex that when you're done and then it got back to just the simpleness it was like almost sometimes our thoughts yeah it was almost like a representation sometimes of what our thoughts are we're like well it could have been this and it could have been that and we could have well think about if i was this and if i had done that and oh i'm not happy here in my life and but then when you get back to what's really important and remember that's all that matters right yeah 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 so it leaves you with that Oh, little oh story that you've come away with, right? But it's a feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just I, I, that's like the theme I'm getting from all these too. Yeah. Right. That's good. That's good. All right, we're gonna do one or two more things, and that's it. But we're gonna go quick on these. You ready? Yeah. I'm gonna ask you winners. Oh man. Three categories. Winners in. Winners in act in in the four categories in the in the act, leading role. Um, and the, hold on, where is the, uh, well, documentaries, I'll tell you what, uh, watch the documentaries. You can yeah. only two. I did. I saw Navalny. I saw the fire. Yeah, that was so good. What, what's it called? I'm saying it wrong. Uh, fire, fire of love or love of fire. Yeah. Fire of love. That was really good. It was super sweet. Yeah, it was great. Sweet. The one I didn't like was the bird one. And it's mostly because, why isn't this here? Documentary feature. Okay. All That Breathes. I did not like it because I found out afterwards that the birds in the movie that these people are saving, which God bless them, they're saving them. And I love, love, love that. But they talk about the air quality through the entire movie and like why these birds that are um, falling from the sky, whatever, they're called kites. The birds are called, they call them kites. They're these black birds. They're saying they're falling from the sky. They must be sick because of this and this and this because of the, the air quality and then they are in the house. Why is the air quality at 700 today? Da, 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 da. And then you read more articles about what's going on in New Delhi and it's because people, you they fly kites and they use this string that has glass in it and it's injuring the birds. Oh, and they don't mention it, apparently, through the entire movie. Now, it's it's uh, subtitled, so I may have, like, looked down and missed something or whatever, but I did not see them mention it through the entire movie. And so after I was done, I was like, wait, what? Oh. Did they want me to feel sorry about the air quality? Because I do. I want everybody to have, you know, fresh air and not live like this, and I want the birds to be okay, and these men are doing amazing jobs, but don't fucking try to, like, stop flying kites with glass coming out of them. Let's start Why? there. Why are they doing that anyway? Yeah. Who does that? I don't, well, it might be like the, how they make the string is like glass, like how you can stretch glass and make it into a string. I Are that many people flying kites? Apparently, I don't know. That <laughs> it's killing birds. <laughs> it's just injuring them. And then these. Well, but the birds are called kites for a reason. And they call them kites all the way through the movie, too. So it kind of upset me because I was like, that, that's better not win. Uh, Navalny was great. I really yeah. love and Fire of Love was great. I was not able to watch the other two because you don't have access to them quite yet. Um. Okay. Uh, actor in a leading role. Who you got? Well, I haven't seen them all, but I mean, I thought Colin Farrell was great. 
I haven't seen Whale though. I don't know. I don't even. I no, Brendan Fraser on it though, mostly because he's already won other. I'm just saying who I think should win, not who I think will win. <laughs> Let's watch the Whale, and then we'll see if on on Sunday night okay. we'll episode we'll decide if it was worthy or not that he, that yeah. Brendan. Okay, actor in a supporting role: Brendan Gleeson from The Banshees of Inisherin. Mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry Causeway, Judd Hirsch, love the Fablemans, Barry Cogan, the band. Yeah, he's the, the kid. He's great. He's so good. So good. Dominic, he plays Dominic. Uh, Kay Hui Kwan. He's the guy from Goonies. I think he's going to win. Okay, actress in a leading role. Well, I haven't seen Tar yet. Okay, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna de Armas for Blonde, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie, Michelle Williams, The Fablemans, Michelle Yeoh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I'm going Michelle Yeoh on this one. I mean, that's probably who is going to win. You think should win? I don't think Anna de Armas should win. No, no, I thought she was great. She was great, but I heard her accent, and I'm sorry, but if you're going to get asked her, then don't, I don't want to know. No, I don't want to hear your accent. I have standards. That's fair. Um, I do love Michelle Williams though, and I'm gonna watch Fablemans tomorrow night. Yeah, Charlie. same. But I think yeah, Michelle. But or Clay Banch. I don't know. I gotta see Tar. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, sorry, people. Kate Blanchett wins. Um, I love her the most. Okay. Um. Okay. Actress in a supporting role. This is the last one. Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Hong Chow, the whale. Uh, Carrie Condon, the Banshees. Oh, she was the sister. Oh, yeah. Just everything. So ever- good. And Stephanie Sue, everything everywhere all at once. Um, Who you got, baby? I, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis was pretty I phenomenal, mean. but I don't know if. I, I think it's the I think it's Stephanie. You think it's Stephanie Sue? OK, she does. She just did a lot. You know, she went. She did a lot. I mean, but Carrie. Carrie from the Banshees, she was, she was so good. Oh, good. That's it's good though. All of them. I mean, Angela Bassett's amazing. Angela Bassett kills it. If you watch Wakanda Forever, this would be the last thing I want to talk yeah. about. I'm planning on bringing this up. How do you feel about Wakanda Forever? I I love it. I love all of it. I did not like this one. I love the Wakanda movie. I love the first one. There's something going on in this one. It like went on too long, or something happened. I really love the cast and I really loved everybody's acting and I really loved how like visually it was beautiful and all these things, but something was going on towards like the third or fourth act where even Charlie and I were both kind of like, this doesn't feel, I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about Wakanda in the best picture. It's up for best picture, right? No, I don't think so. No, best kind of forever is not for a reason. I liked I loved that they brought in <clears throat> all these different cultures and like yeah. um, tradition and myth that are surrounding kind of the spirit of those yeah. traditions. And, and they go to New York and they try to get the girl and like, oh, yeah, it was super cool. So much of it was so good. I think it just got towards the fourth act or whatever, where I was kind of like, I just don't I don't care anymore. And I want to care. Oh, yeah. But I always get bored in the fifth act. I always turn the movie off. But that's the thing is I didn't with the, a lot of these other movies. I didn't turn off the movie before mm-hmm. the fifth act. I'm like, hey, I got it. We're good. Um, that was all I had for you. I think um, this- cinematographer, though, I 
I haven't seen some of the other ones, but All Quiet on the Western Front, I kind of hope gets it because I just thought the shots were I thought it was ordinary. amazing. I just thought it was it was ordinary. I felt like it was something it was beautiful. It was photography. That's I, what I though the cinematographer. I think that's why they should I know, but get it. But Elvis is just fast and furious and quiet and maybe that's more of a set. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just feel technically I feel like technically that all quite on the Western Front is a but I will. I'll bet a it little will. more Let's see. challenging, I think. Where we will uh win or lose on our ballot. I don't know. What about director? Uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. You think so? Yeah. Although we haven't seen the other three. We saw Banshee. I haven't. Triangle is throwing up. I haven't seen that yet. The throwing up triangle. We'll have to watch. Mm -hmm. All right. So we'll be able to come in a little bit more like I finally watched this, blah, blah, blah. But you guys have the chance. Get your Oscar ballot out so you can have your list to watch as many movies as you can if you've not already been on this path. Um, because and send us a DM or or comment on on our on our podcast or on our Instagram Moms Art Two. Yeah, and um, make rate and review. I know we're gonna say this at the end of the episode, but um, but please rate and review. Uh, rating, subscribing on your favorite place where you listen to podcasts is a makes a huge difference for us. So it really does. It really, really, really helps a lot. But chat with us. Tell us what, go on our Instagram. Tell us what, who you think is win and win. I want to know who you think. Yeah. At the, at the Oscars. Uh, 95th Oscars. Oscar. What? Oscar. Oscar. Watching the Oscars. Okay. So what are you going to be wearing? We're going to get together and watch the Oscars together. Be fancy as fuck. We're going to be real let's, fancy. We have the new set for the fancy. We have fancy set and we have everyday set. Mm -hmm. So let's do it in front of the, the fancy set with the labia. Yes. And then, yeah. And then we're going to get super dressed up. I don't know. I might do an updo. <laughs> oh, an updo and some socks. We're not going to wear heels. We're going to have a fancy dress on and socks. I'll wear sequins from like the waist up. Right. And then I'll the waist down and sweatpants. Yeah, I can't. I'm too tired. <laughs> we just need to find some sequence tops. I have a couple, but they're like only booby cover ones. They won't fit you. Because <laughs> you have breasts. You have like woman. I have mammaries. You have mammary. Um, awesome sauce, Brooke. I'm excited about this Wednesday. We have Sunday. We're going to be uh, watching the Oscars and then you'll get our post Oscar uh, funness on uh, next week. And, you know, and Uncle Cam is going to be joining us. He's supposed to be joining us to talk uh, hot, not hot, not hot topics, but uh, hot takes. That's his take. Cam's hot take. <laughs> Wow, you made it through the whole episode. We really appreciate that. And you know what else we would really appreciate? If you went to Apple Podcast or wherever you listen and rate and review Moms Are Too. It really helps us so much and lets other future listeners get an idea of what they're getting themselves into. That's right. 
<laughs> Mom's Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample. 